0: What's up guys and welcome to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, today we actually have a topic unlike the past few episodes of grab baggin or whatever you want to call it. Um, but we are going to start with what we've been up to the last few weeks. So Brent, what have you been up to?
1: Well, thanks Casey for asking. Uh I'm going to start with my hot tip of the day. Now, this Sweet. is a new segment that I thought up last time, and we're going to do it again. This is going to be the second time we do this segment. Hot tip of the day. Uh, as as a little bit of base decoration, this is something I figured out for like an urban base. You get yourself uh, get yourself to a hardware store and get some joint fasteners. Now, this is a little bit of corrugated steel. That's, you're supposed to hammer down in between two boards to make them stick together but this little bit of corrugated steel it looks like corrugated steel so you put that on a base you got yourself a a torn off piece of a garage you know some some siding paint that up mm-hmm. to be rusty paint that up to be futuristic you do whatever you want with it so and they come in small sizes um the the scaling pretty much works so sweet so if you you know if you're thinking about getting one of those like cheap uh prefab garages kind of things you know in, in yeah, modern yeah. times or or at least 1980s modern times you get yourself a nice little prefab to yeah. <laughs> to put your well, well you understand to put your ATVs and what have you in this is yes, what, what we're talking you. about mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and I think the scaling pretty much matches. So joint fasteners in the hardware store, look that up. I think they do have a few different sizes, but mm-hmm. uh, I am always interested in when you can use stuff from the hardware store in your actual hobby. And here's just a, a little quick tip for you, that's all.
0: I like it. It I. It's one of those things, every time I go into a store, whether it's a hardware store or even like a craft store, like, I'm always scouring the aisles, looking for stuff that I can apply to the hobby. And I I swear, like, I never find anything. Like, I, like go to Hobby Lobby. You go through, like, nine out of ten aisles, and you're just going to be like, there's nothing here for me. You know? Like, occasionally, you'll run into something. But for the most part, I don't know. Like, the corrugated stuff, that sounds pretty good. I like that. Might have to go check that out. But it is it is a thing, maybe it's just in the back of my head when I go into a regular store, even a grocery store, I'm just like, oh, let's let's hit the art aisle, see if they have anything uh, useful, you know? <laughs>
1: like, they usually don't. <laughs> no, I don't imagine the grocery store is the, the first stop if you're looking for this sort of thing, but I think actually, you know, most hobby stores, you got your Joanne Fabrics, you got your Michaels, and what have you, you walk in there, and the question I ask myself is, what if I spray painted this black? You know, what would it look like then? Right. Yeah. Sometimes that that changes everything right there. That opens up a, a whole bunch of new possibilities. And I'll, I'll say I normally don't think of very good uses for wooden items, but any like weird scale plastic stuff that's not, you know, immediately recognizable as a household object, any of that stuff uh, often has potential. So. So yeah. plastic or metal, I guess those are the big ones. Those are the materials I'm really interested in. You know, I know mm-hmm. a lot of crafters do stuff with foam and paper and paperboard. I'm not there yet. I I, I still think of those materials <laughs> as being, you know, too, too fragile, as if my models are going right. to see, like, serious action and actually go through some stuff. <laughs> you know, I think of... Uh, In in that example of corrugated steel, you know, corrugated cardboard is actually a pretty good scale. If you just take the the paper off of both sides of corrugated cardboard, Mm -hmm. that's a pretty good little pattern that you you spray paint that silver. You got yourself some aluminum siding. Yeah. But on the other hand... the little hairs are a giveaway on those. Yes, so there's that. Uh, But (laughs) even aside from the hairs, I still have a a mental hang-up about putting paper
0: yes i'm totally there with you yeah like it it feels bad right Mm -hmm. like because you're like it's not real it's not real i can't and i don't know there's something about that like you're like you're saying you know you take that the what is it the uh the cardboard paper or the you know i'm saying the foam core stuff yeah Like, making little bricks out of that. Like, I feel like it's just, I know it looks good, I've seen it done, but it feels so not good to me that I can't, I don't know, there's no heft or weight to it, it's not real. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Right, Casey and I are both wrong on this, to be clear. Oh, for sure, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Paper and especially foam can be put to some very good uses. But it doesn't feel right. It does not feel right to me. Yeah. I'm not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we we both know
0: people who who can do a lot of stuff with that stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff and, with that uh, stuff.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the intimidating thing. It's like, I'm not even going to try. Huh. I'm just not. I have no reason to build a giant wizard tower. And and use all this foam core and build my own individual brick house. That's,
1: that's a lot of work. Yeah. So I guess the other requirement for using household items as little bits of model terrain is that it's not immediately recognizable as what it really is. So those little joint sure. fasteners, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I enjoy, uh, simple carpentry and uh simple handyman type stuff. I've never used a joint fastener before. They're not actually super commonly used. I don't think. So you look at that once it's painted up and you do not recognize it for what it is. Whereas yeah. if I had just painted up a screw or something, painted up a nail, <laughs> uh, you're yeah. going to recognize that or, you know, yeah. uh, I, I think my game store has some of their oldest terrain is very clearly made out of beer bottles and it's, <laughs> you know, they're, they're really they're the silos for the manufactorum like well
0: uh
1: well that's a tall boy uh that...
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's the problem with the pringle can for me well it's like yeah i i know what you did there or even like a, a paper towel uh the you know, the tube. It's like I I know it's a cardboard too.
1: Oh yeah, those are very recognizable. Yeah. No, they they do have a piece of terrain that's made out of one of those Heineken mini kegs. Oh sure. And and that one's close to passing because they're those are a relatively rare container.
0: Yeah, I I don't even think Heineken sells those anymore. They had them for a few years. I got one as a birthday present once. It was actually pretty awesome. <laughs> sure. But, uh, yeah, like, I I only remember seeing them for a few years. I haven't seen one in a while.
1: I think they still exist.
0: If they do, I'm going to go find one.
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, ever since I was of age, I've been meaning to buy... One of those, I'm actually, qu- I'm quite sure like four years ago when I was getting back into mm-hmm. the hobby, I, I bought one and left it at a friend's house or we like, we're going to turn this into terrain. And then uh, I don't think that happened.
0: <laughs> no, you just started drinking it and forgot why you bought it.
1: I don't even think we <laughs> drank it that night. I think I just accidentally gave my friend a mini keg. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, the happy. <laughs> it
1: was a bad deal all around. Yeah.
0: Didn't even get to enjoy it in any
1: capacity. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, no, uh, craft stores, you walk around there. If if they just have like a weird little thing, or, you know, if you're going through a trash can and you find a weird little thing, think about what it would look like uh, spray painted black, you know? Yeah. Whenever I find myself perusing the trash and can. And that's my quick tip of the day. I like it. I dig it. It's cool. Nice. All right. What have you been I'll up check to? Check it out. Uh,
0: I mean, you know, hobbying and stuff. Um, I've been I've been looking into upgrading my desk. Quite a bit.
1: The shaky one.
0: And I don't. Okay, so that desk is no longer obviously being used. You know, I do have a different shaky something else that's holding this microphone. But I'm not touching it, so it's kind of not an issue, right? Um, you know, this, this setup that I've got going on is not the, the, or, you know, it's the new setup now. I'm not changing it unless I get another steady desk. But that shaky desk is now holding the 3D printers in a corner. So I'm not going to deal with that anymore. <laughs> um, no, I'm talking about my workbenches, Yeah, the big sturdy ones, right? Um, I spent a good amount of money doing one of the hobby zone setups, the modular setups. You know, I what don't I'm talking know about? what
1: this is. Really, is, is this one of the like uh storage, like the hobby storage space? Storage, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, uh, like the white. Sorry, MDF. hobby zone inventors, if you're listening to this, I I didn't immediately recognize your product, and I will endeavor <laughs> to do so in the future.
0: I'm surprised. I mean, they're the they're the like the main one. Okay, they're that, they're, they're the ones stuff. where
1: you see them kind of making like a modular ring of tiny little shelves and and holders yeah, around the drawers outside of your and desk. holders
0: and shelves. Yeah. Okay. So they they just came out with this new system, um. It's a web-based modular desk builder, I guess.
1: Hobby Zone has got some CAD going on.
0: Essentially, yeah. So, like, you you tell it your desk dimensions, and it lays out a a board for you. Ooh. And then you just drop in the stuff, and and it's all pre-measured out for you. So you build your desk, add it to your cart, and there you go. So, yeah, yeah. I I didn't quite go the full length because this is a it's almost ten feet I think it's all like just under nine feet wide, so I think I went like six feet you know three three layers deep it's pretty tall um, yeah and it's gonna go on the desk so I've been meaning to do that for years and I've been kind of just setting money aside and waiting and waiting and then they had this sweet like builder on their website and it was oh man well now's the time so i put it all together and uh should be getting that weirdly on like thursday this week they said it was going to be shipped okay it's like amazon fast i
1: don't know wow they're not an american company so i
0: don't know how they figure that but
1: ups said that's when it would be here they got you um that that computer assisted design was all it took i mean it's pretty sweet broke you right it's kind of nice So yeah. Uh, I, uh, from what I remember of these, you know, they have different types of modules. Are you getting more shelves, or more drawers, or more little, uh, I don't know, what you racks to put paints in, or what? <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely, definitely racks. Um, getting some GW racks and some kind of standard Vallejo size bottles. You know, more of those than the GW size. Um. Because at this point, I pretty much rebottled all my GW paints. Um, <laughs> have we talked about that on this podcast yet?
1: We've talked Remodeling about that. paints? I think we yeah. have, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. There's a couple episodes.
1: Ago. That was in our unpopular opinions about the hobby. Right, right. right. Where right. you Stop. thought that was a good use of right. your time, <laughs> and I thought just starting with Vallejo was a good use of your time.
0: But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got a point there. Um, either way, I got racks, uh, and a lot of drawers, a lot of little drawers cause Ooh. I like little, little bits, drawers, little, you know, you have little bits of terrain in one of them or that drawer just has heads. That's the head drawer, you know, whatever it is. Um, Yeah, probably like 50 or 60 drawers, <laughs> so I'm going to be clipping spruce and just organizing everything i want to get all my stuff organized because i still like for having done a lot of work in this space it's it doesn't feel very organized you know and it's like i have all these desks there are these drawers already
1: casey it's just not quite enough are, are you a label maker type of person like you get the i used to own a label maker yes okay those little plastic strips where it writes the block letter name on it yeah.
0: yeah, I had the I had the punch one where where you fed fed in the yeah the plastic and you crimp down on it. It would push the letter into the plastic, exactly. and then you would move it along. It yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I used to used to have one of those. I am not normally this obsessive. In oh, fact, I would, I would I would consider our myself Spaces not... though,
1: I think both of us absolutely yeah. get obsessive, and hopefully some of the listeners yes. at home too like to to optimize your space and. And get organized and mm-hmm. oh really get into it.
0: That that's the that's the the best way to put it, right? Is optimize. To optimize your space.
1: Yeah, because if you spend you know a good ten, fifteen hours optimizing your space, when you mm-hmm. finally sit down to paint that mini for an hour, <laughs> it's gonna be out of your so good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> now we I mean when
0: I when I did up the closet and I had uh I had some shelves put in to hold all of my paints that were right in front of me, like arms I just grab it right in front of me, like that felt really good. And ever since I moved out here into the larger room, I've really missed that. Sure. Like I've had to purposely go out of my way to pick paints off of the shelf before I sat down to paint so that I would actually use the colors and not just what I had on my little shelf right in front of me. Um, cause I do find that more often than not, it's like, Oh, well what's, what's right in front of me. Sure. That's what I'm going to use. So like, I I want to have the paints. eye level right there. Easy to grab.
1: I totally yeah. understand that. Yeah. yep. Yeah, I've, I've mentioned on the show before, but I have, uh, You know, a little MDF stand that holds mostly vallejo size bottles. It's Actually, the stand is Mm -hmm. sold by Vallejo, and I think it holds about 50 bottles, somewhere in there. And it's pretty much loaded right now. And, yeah, whenever I can, I use something on that rack. And if I have to, Mm -hmm. I will get up and and walk over and pick up another bottle, but I don't like to. It's not what I want to be doing.
0: And it's not optimized. No, (laughs) no. the The Vallejo rack like that is basically the exact same stuff as Hobby Zone. Sure. It's that like white on top of tan MDF. You know, you had to put it together when you got it, kind of thing.
1: Did you have to build that one? Yes, I did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what all these are. They they come shipped in a bunch of flat boxes and you have to build everything. It's less worse than IKEA. So I'm not looking forward to that, but
1: You can make a video. <laughs> I haven't talked you about could, IKEA enough. You could absolutely make a video on that. It really should oh, be sponsored by that point, but uh
0: You know, I almost I almost emailed them too. Because realistically like the the desk setup is is very reasonably priced. Like they they're not a sponsor of this video or the video that I will eventually be making. <laughs> But they they might as well be.
1: Or or just make a non-sponsored video and then you can be uh completely guilt free if you need to, you know, curse them out for the way these things are going together or anything. Like that's if,
0: very true.
1: Yeah, if you yeah. accidentally snap a, a drawer side in half or something <laughs> and you need you leave that all in. Yeah.
0: Well I bought I bought a hobby zone thing years ago, a couple years ago now. And that's what I have on my desk that just has, you know, it's a small workstation. And there were like these wings that came with it that I broke off. And it was like, what the hell are these things for? I still have them in a drawer somewhere. It's like, they make no sense. They're just like these extra little wings that kind of come off each side. It's like, you, you can't put paint there. And they just like, I, you know, I hit one of them one day and it broke off. So I broke the other one off and I threw them in a drawer and I, I don't know.
1: This is good. This is a good look. Yeah. Uh, roll out as much bad press for them as you can now, and then that'll kind of even out when you're, you know, kind of accidentally praising <laughs> them from here, yeah. from here on forth,
0: right? I mean, the thing is, like, there's stuff. Look, it looks cool. Like, well, I'll throw a a, a link in the uh, the show notes in the description, just so you can check out the the actual building thing.
1: Okay, that that does sound. You know kind how of neat. The, yeah,
0: because it, it's it's neat. It's like you get your desk size, you kind of place everything there, and gives you this nice little three D look of everything. You know, you drag and drop all your stuff around. It's cool. Um, you know that made me end up buying it. Where I've done that before, like where I've gone and said, okay, well, this is how long this is. This is how long this piece is, and I've had to like do the math. How long do I want it? And then written everything out, and I've been like, wow. Yeah, this is more expensive than I thought it was going to be and then just gave up. And in this case, it was like I could tailor it to my budget. And then I got exactly what I wanted. I knew what it was going to look like, right? It's very helpful. Nice. Again, I'm just like saying all this nice stuff about hobbies Zone, but I haven't even gotten my shipping yet. <laughs> so we'll see. Next podcast, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> all right, stay
1: tuned folks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, hot tip of the day.
1: Because oh, you have one. doing that, You've right? got a hot tip?
0: I, I have one. I got, I got, a, I got a pretty good one.
1: But is it? Is it buy from Hobby Zone to get a five percent off discount with the <laughs> uh, code kcshill uh four KC uh, twenty? Uh, yeah, is that uh, your is that your hot tip of the day? Four four twenty. I'm sorry, that was mean. You continue. Continue with your actual hot <laughs> tip of the day.
0: Yeah, I did get called that the other day. A shill? Yeah.
1: Well, so, you, you shouldn't have been shilling. Uh, shouldn't have been. Should, but I was. Shill's going to shill.
0: Huh? Uh, yeah, I, I made money. So <laughs> sorry, I guess. I don't know. Oh, you did a
1: paid sponsorship. <laughs> I, that. I did, guess that's yeah. different. Yeah.
0: Right. But still, you know, people are um, shadow banned. Whatever. My hot tip of the day. <laughs>
1: is that you can block youtube commenters and they won't even know it happened it's called a hide from channel they can keep on posting yes. they don't know they're blocked that's your hot tip of the day sorry that's my that uh, that's your second yeah that's my hot second tip hot, tip of, hot tip of the day to
0: only apply to me and you and maybe like one other person listening <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm stalling Anyways, for you so you can think of a good hot was, tip of the day Casey I'm I, giving you as I much time think as one. possible here to just come out with a real zinger so you're just better not be giving good. me the benefit of the doubt I, I wrote one down
0: okay alright let's go <laughs> it's right there in the show notes alright so if you want to blend a couple colors together right I find that using either a second brush that's a little bit wet Or just, like, quickly cleaning out your brush and throwing on a second layer of paint and kind of feathering it out with a second brush works real good for that. Now, I don't know if that's called something. It probably is, like...
1: brush wet blending.
0: Right, that's kind of what I was thinking. But I don't know if that's exactly what it is. Like, um... So what I... What my example is, is I, I painted up a whole bunch of... Uh... Red demons, right? And they had these tongues hanging out of their mouths. I wanted the tongues to be blue and then transition into white. So laid down a coat of the blue, took a dab of white and just kind of put it on those areas Then took a second brush and just kind of like feathered it into those areas and it just blended right in, right?
1: I guess that's two brush blending. So why were you painting demons? Do you have any demon updates for us, Katie? <laughs> uh, the The demon
0: update of the week is that the army is still in the box and nothing has been resolved. So okay, that's okay. that's where we're at. But was, it was, I was on my to mind
1: that in a way where you could uh, just just not address the issue head on if you didn't need to. But right. all right, we'll we'll check nice. back in uh, real casually <laughs> and in a non confrontational <laughs> manner next week. Yeah, about that. <laughs> We'll see like as a famous army people need to know what happens to it yeah as far as as
0: far as the hot tip goes though like keep keep that extra brush on hand and just keep it a little bit wet like just kind of rinse it off and set it down you know it'll it'll keep its moisture for a while um but then when you need to do that quick blend like yeah just go for it and that's i don't know it's just a lot quicker way of doing it and i i found it a lot easier than having to go okay how do I layer this color into another color? You know, how do I make this blue transition into white? Uh, you know, just by brushing that on in a, it, you know, after the blue is already dried or whatever. Um, so just like being really thoughtful about it beforehand, kind of pre preparing for that. I went through what a hundred models with blue tongues real quick and they look real nice. Like I'm very happy with that it was a nice bit of practice too of like doing this type of blending on so many of the same thing back to back yeah so it was kind of awesome to do yeah, that's a great excuse definitely for recommend it. doing it
1: yeah, yeah practice your wet blending and maybe get paid for it that's that's great all right <laughs> yeah i'm sorry <laughs> yeah no that's a that's, a that's a solid tip um Two brush wet blending is a very useful technique that I should spend more time working on myself. I'm glad you got some practice in. Um and just the the general advice of whatever you're doing, keep a moist brush on hand. That's also really good for like cleaning up cleaning uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. When paint goes Every in the time wrong you place. Splodge. <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta act real fast to grab a, a second clean preferably damp brush to, uh, just yeah. that right off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's all assuming you don't want to put your brush in your mouth. <laughs> Cause if, if you're fine with that, you already got that ready to go.
1: Like you, you mess up, you just a little bit there and you're, yeah. you're fine. I think it's yeah. okay to grab your second clean brush real quick in the mouth. If that's right. faster than putting it in your, your paint cup, your, your water cup. And, uh,
0: which you probably don't want to ingest any of either, but you know.
1: Yeah. Mitigate the risk as much as you can, I'd say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. that
0: being said, like uh I've ingested a lot of paint, so <laughs> like it is what it is.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm relatively low on that particular health uh risk. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. There's there's plenty other stuff I do that's maybe not great, but all right, I'm sure. Maybe
0: we should have an episode on safety at some point.
1: <laughs> we really should. Uh, that yeah. would be probably the best episode, the most useful episode we can do. Yeah. Um, I'm always quite hesitant to talk about safety because, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, you know you. you on the two extremes you're telling people to be wearing safety glasses at all times and a full hazmat suit and you know what just don't do this stuff uh abstinence is best like uh, <laughs> right just don't yeah. even
0: bother painting models Yeah, it's, it's too harsh
1: yeah for just... your health
0: <laughs> yeah but that's that's because whenever you say anything on, on youtube specifically like you just get roasted for it it doesn't matter what it is like comment wise you right. say Oh, you need to be wearing
1: gloves. Someone's going to say no you don't. Right. And, and and yeah, there there is this huge spectrum of and then on on the other side it's uh <laughs> you know, finger painting or you know, whatever you just right, no right. precautions at all or I mean, you don't <laughs> you often don't wear a glove when you airbrush and and that that bothers me a little bit. It seems like maybe not the best uh but Sometimes I remember. Okay. Okay. It depends though.
0: It actually does depend because I'm pretty conscious about it most of the time. Are you? Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. So, but anyway, yeah, the, on this health and safety stuff, there's this, are you being too careful? Are you not being careful enough? And one, not only do, you know, each of us individually have a different tolerance for risk, but also with some of this like chemical safety stuff, it's not all necessarily known. Um, Mm. you know, there's, there's been plenty of chemicals in human history that folks have found out, uh, you know, 10 or 20 or 30 years later, uh, maybe we shouldn't have been mixing up our vat of PVC without wearing any safety equipment or, um, I saw
0: asbestos is the big one,
1: right? I, I saw a commercial for the, the Marie Curie, uh, TV special or something coming up where she's just like holding a handful of
0: know, uranium or whatever. or whatever, yeah, yeah.
1: and it's it like glowing, right. and yeah. she's like, "Look how beautiful it is." And I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> uh, like
0: put it down." Yeah, put it down, put it down. <laughs> Spoilers: uh, she she died. Yeah, yeah. radiation um, poisoning.
1: But yeah, you know, like like for resin printing, which we talk about a lot you know most of the chemicals mm-hmm. in there have been known for a while and most of them aren't too bad but still they're... <laughs> on the other hand you don't want to be cavalier with them and so yeah there is it it's sometimes talking about safety is hard because we don't necessarily know the answers and even mm-hmm. if we do know the answers when you're communicating that to somebody else the the person who's listening is not necessarily going to follow exactly what you say they will probably modify what you say um and (laughs) you almost need to like adjust for that when you're giving the safety speech like you know what do wear safety goggles and two gloves at all times you know what just let's have that (laughs) as a baseline so when you ignore me uh, you at least have one glove on when you when you spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I overdo it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Tell them that we're meeting fifteen minutes before we're actually meeting. That's
1: yeah. what you say. <laughs> yeah, but we. we I, I think about this a fair bit, and I'm a mm-hmm. little better equipped to like read a safety data sheet than than a lot of folks are. Sure. Um, but but even so, not not amazingly so, because any safety data sheet's going to have a ton of risks, and it's hard yeah. to to really parse which one of the are, which ones they're serious about. Like, right. So many things are potential carcinogens, but, uh, is it, is it really a risk? Like, are you, you know, um, oh, it's, I mean, it's so hard to say. because, like, like, if you're uh... possibly not great for the liver, if ingested, like, okay, <laughs> uh, don't ingest it. Mm.
0: <laughs> I mean, that uh... Safe rule to follow is if it's not food, don't,
1: right.
0: don't, don't ingest it.
1: But that's good. That's good. I mean, yeah, it seems like quick a, tip, pretty straightforward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that your quick tip? That that's it. Okay, cool. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, so I think a safety episode would be pretty cool eventually. And I mean, look, like I don't know. At a certain point, it kind of has to not really matter. Because if it's if it's one of those things where you're like, hey, maybe while you're uh handling resin you should put on a pair of gloves. Like that's a general kind of thing. Because even if we didn't know if it was harmful to your skin or not, like definitively, if we didn't know, the stuff is disgusting on your fingers. Yes. And it takes forever to get off. So just from a pure convenience standpoint put some gloves on because you don't want to like hold something. And then you,
1: you like, I don't know, you touch
0: your lip. All of a sudden you're tasting resin for the next two hours. Yeah. It's
1: actually nice that's, that's when a chemical is disgusting enough that you take some safety measures with it. So like it just automatically, <laughs> just because yeah. it is. Yes. So like, if
0: we go that route of like, look, just for pure convenience factor, right? Like don't eat your paint because paint is not food. Makes sense. Wear gloves, cause then you don't have to wash your hands after you put paint all over them, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not it will cause hand cancer or not.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we'll 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 do that one of these days. But yeah. uh, in in the meantime, I've got another quick update here. I've been working on my mm-hmm. my cage. You know, I've got my, Sweet. Yeah. my my lights, my cameras, all hooked up mm-hmm. to a cage. No, no tripods anymore. We're not messing with tripods. I've just got you know. You've got your your MDF contraptions. I've got my structural aluminum. That's that have bolted together <laughs> into the, into an optimized <laughs> configuration, shall we say? Optimized. Yeah, it's optimized. And today, for the first time, I rigged up my overhead camera. So about four feet yeah. above my my table here, I've got a camera up there. Or not right now but i've i've got a ball joint up there right. i've got a a clamp and it was nice so i took just the first couple of uh test shots of just a birds eye view brent's hobby table and that was fun that was fun and then yeah you know i'm i'm sure you'll be seeing more of that in the future but it'll, it'll be a little more variety in the bids so
0: i like that that's cool yeah, anything anything to add variety is just fun. Just to spice it up a little bit. You know? It's nice. Um, yeah, like a, an overhead camera. I can see that being really useful, too. Just get those nice time lapses and everything. How Did you have to stand on a chair to turn it on?
1: <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, so still got working got, uh, the kinks
0: out a little bit.
1: <laughs> you got a stool. Got my uh, ah! Costco... Costco. Costco. I have that exact stool same here.
0: stool. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, I have one of those uh, over over there somewhere.
1: <laughs> it's a, a two step stool, and mm-hmm. you know, gets me a couple of feet off the floor, and still not enough to change any settings on the camera. But I can clamp it in place and hit go. So,
0: how tall are your
1: ceilings? Yeah, tall enough. But at the the rig I think is seven feet tall.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at, at some of your stuff here. I, like it looks like your ceiling is taller than. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a decently tall ceilings. ceiling. Um, okay, that it, makes it more sense. Uh,
1: <laughs> a couple of years ago, when I was living in Boston, I was I was renting the the basement from this couple, and I lived in an apartment that had ceilings that were six feet tall. And so oh. and so like in the listing they were like uh, uh like fair warning if you're if you're tall, which which I am not a tall man, but the, tall enough but, but even like... so like you know, uh walking over the the threshold and, and you know, mm-hmm. anywhere there's a doorway, there was like a little lip and and yeah. and plus there was the doorway and so, <laughs> Uh, so, so there <laughs> were some real risks to my head. I, I didn't live there for too long, but yeah, yeah. S- sometimes things just kind of balance out. I've I've been in places with very low ceilings, and now I've got a ceiling right. to to build my optimized rig in. So yeah, exactly. When some lose. When some. did
0: when did you live in Boston? Like what year? A uh, couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. So. I haven't been there in a while.
1: We'll go sometime. It's been... It's been... Now, look, I've, I've mentioned this in other years. media, but in 2020, Guy and Penny from Midwinter Minis were supposed to meet me in Boston, and we were going to hang out, and, or uh, I was going to paint a Minuteman and Guy was going to paint a red coat or something, and it was going to be fun. and uh, would have made a lot of sense. Party. I, don't, I don't know, but... In Paul Revere's house. But he lied to me, and he never came to visit America in 2020, and God. he still owes us all a, a glorious trip to Boston, so someday, right. well, someday. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll beat him there. I'll go there first. I'll hang out in Boston with you. All right. I've also been working on uh, a Slambo, so... Mm this is uh this is a nice little change of pace. This is a named chaos warrior a special character and the nice thing about him is that the the box art from the most recent release is is green so that's an excuse for me to paint a chaos warrior in a shade of green instead of a shade of yellow orange and that's right that's nice <laughs> so I, I did my best to to really concentrate on, like, what shade of green I wanted, and this was a case where I actually pulled out, like, ten test models. So I've got some, oh. some old Space Marines that just keep getting painted and repainted and repainted. <laughs> These are some second edition Space Marines, and I got them primed black, and I tried, you know... Uh, paint him silver, and then spray some inks over the silver, and then I try, you know, paint him black zenithal highlight with white, spray some inks over that, I tried a couple of different shades of green, and I think I found a combo that's just uh, a mixture of two of my favorite greens over a, a black zenithal highlight, and then some some ink shadows with Payne's Grey after that, and you'll, you'll see, that'll mm. that'll be in a video one of these days, but I've just been having right. a nice time finding a new paint scheme and sometimes <laughs> sometimes I really do like to, to experiment and just try some stuff and mm-hmm. with as much uh, planning as you do in your head, sometimes you just got to see like, does this shade of ink that I actually own look good over this undercoat? How about this shade? Right. And I ended up mixing the two together and we got... Not exactly slambo green, but it's a green that I like and anyway that's that's what I'm working on.
0: That's 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 good, I like that. Um funny enough, I actually was just painting a Slaves to Darkness Chaos Sorcerer today. Ooh. Yeah, an old one too. Um let's see if I can hold this up. This video should be out by the time this podcast goes up. So you can kind of see the that. Spoilers. All right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I'm i going to do this new segment for, the, for my channel where I go and I search for the absolute cheapest miniature, like regardless of what it actually is, and I will just buy it on eBay.
1: Okay. Have you been right? finding and anything
0: I'm... so far? <laughs> yeah, I found this guy, uh, oh. and I actually got him for like, I think it was like three dollars or something, so basically, every time I go to eBay there there's a potential for something new to pop up in that category. but I got this guy for like three bucks, and he was in rough condition, so you know I had to strip it, had to fix some stuff but then I, I painted him up and gave him a nice little OSL from his you know magic staffy stick, and it turned out pretty cool, but uh, I, I'm gonna try and do that. Like, pretty often, I think. As often as I can. Because it's, it's an interesting thing when you go onto eBay, because it is different every time. Like, what is the cheapest model?
1: Well, is, like you never know. correct me if I'm wrong, but is uh, on eBay the minimum bid 99 cents? Like, is that... Uh, if someone yeah. is just kind of starting the bidding from, you know, essentially zero, is it is it literally 99 cents? It might be. So that would be... That would be another strategy is to just go and be the first bid, you know, set your maximum bid at one US dollar on For everything. Every every <laughs> listing and see what happens. Because there Yeah. You know, there is an actual cheapest mini on eBay and it's it's dollar. <laughs> that's, that's that's the answer. Yeah. Um well maybe
0: that that's like the holy grail then, because Essentially, what that means is somebody posted a mini, starting an auction for a dollar, no reserve, free shipping. Right. I've never gotten that before. I've never. I don't think I've ever bought anything on eBay for that. Like because. Well, I think.
1: Why would you I do think that? You need to like also send an apology letter uh, when you're the winning <laughs> bid there. Uh, yeah, at, at that point. <laughs> at least put a really nice review of the seller for actually sticking that in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing, right? Cause
0: I've, I've definitely been there where it's like, you can tell there's a hesitation cause it's not what they were expecting. And then it's like, they just resign themselves and send it anyways, like
1: mm-hmm. three
0: or four days later instead of like one or mm-hmm. two days later. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've, I've actually purchased now, just in looking the last few weeks, uh, I think five or six models for like two or three dollars. Yeah, you know, and they 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 still the shipping for two or three dollars. So you're talking like a five or six dollar mini, but that literally is like the bottom of the barrel. And I found some fun stuff, so I thought it'd be kind of fun to to like just save the cheapest whatever that is. I don't even like because you know you're not even gonna know necessarily. Like, uh, might just be in pieces. <laughs> Who knows? So, yeah, Slaves of Darkness. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, oh, and then I, I saw so, something so you on your to, channel.
1: So $2.99 with free shipping? Is that, is that a deal you actually got, or?
0: No, it was, it was, it was like $3 or three something with, like, two fifty shipping okay, or something. Okay. For this guy. Yeah, but I mean, he still is, it's chaos. Sorcerer. GW. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, well, hey, you know, this model might be from nineteen ninety seven and it's made of pewter, but it looks cool. Mm-hmm. And it's still a sorcerer that you can play in your Slaves of Darkness army.
1: Yeah. Where what are you gonna do? Where are you on actually playing a game with a mix of metal and plastic minis? <laughs>
0: Oh, I don't care. If, okay. I mean, I I'm all in as far as a uh, uh, a game goes. Yeah. Like if you have old pewter, like a hundred percent play the old pewter. Like you know, if you were around, especially if you bought that model new. Ooh, yeah. Like there's there is absolutely no reason not to. And maybe maybe it's because I'm a little biased. You know, I I have a a, a nice Eldar collection and. Ninety nine percent of it is still pewter, you know. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I feel like you're you're searching for something. You're gonna pull something out.
1: On no, I'm I'm uh trying to quiet Gordon down. He's purring very loudly. <sighs> and that's sorry. My my hands were. I bu- thought you were like. Were Ooh, I got table. something I was here. Doing something. Casey was. <laughs> I think Casey was excited for uh, what I was gonna pull out from under this table. But if I pulled anything out, it was just gonna be a cat. So. Not, not really. I mean, I would, I wouldn't
0: have been disappointed about that. But no, I just thought you were like, oh, example, Uh it's example time. I have pewter. Look at that right there, like some giant pewter (laughs) model or whatever. Like, come on.
1: So, I'm actually at a point where I think for for playing a game, I like the the lightness and normally the higher durability of plastic. So, oh, I see. Okay. um no, I'm certainly not going to judge you for for bringing metal to the table or anything like that and and yeah, there's some No, great but sculpts, if there
0: was but, a preference
1: or something. Oh, yeah, for for playing for for preference, I I prefer plastic for sure in, in theory, not okay. that I've played a game in a year and a half, but uh in, in theory, <laughs> absolutely. And but the the metal models so many of them have such great sculpts and are so good to paint so like my uh my box of Goobertown roulette minis all of those yeah. are metal every single one and yeah those are nice too some of them like i mean, i know you have some nice stuff yeah. in there there's i i am getting to the point where i've forgotten what all is in that box and so for for the most recent <laughs> yeah. episode the the first <laughs> mini i pulled out was it was, it was an old <laughs> Barbarian model. I think it was GW. Uh, I could probably rip the base off and, and read the tag underneath, but it was like an was old hilarious. female Barbarian and just one exposed breast. And yeah. uh, people Dude, in the comments so of that good. video... So, so for the video, I <laughs> did not paint it. And I, instead of like, okay, we're. Uh, just, I drew two more times and I painted both the next two models that I drew. But... You can see in my face that when I drew that uh, that model with the exposed breast, like, I was not expecting that. I was like, what is this? So, um... <laughs> oh, it was too good,
0: man. Like, the, the moment was so perfect on camera. Like, your face... Yeah. I Like, you pulled it, and I saw it, and I'm like, oh! And then your face had that look, and I'm just going, oh, no. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> like
0: but he's got a plan cuz it wouldn't be in the video if he didn't
1: uh,
0: <laughs> and then he's like you get that zoom in on your face uh, just kind of look it off in the distance like oh damn it <laughs> now what do i yeah. do
1: <laughs> so yeah it's it's been That's, a couple of years a, now a since I, I put the models in little bags and uh yeah a lot of those were from the the great collection of chris price but i, I cleaned up a bunch of those old metal models and put them into bags and I have clear memories of definitely some of the minis that I put in there. It's only been a couple of years. And so there's there's some sure stuff I know yeah. in that box that I'm really excited about seeing again, maybe someday. And right. I'm also pretty sure there's like seven halflings left in there and not even left yeah. in there. I have not drawn a halfling <laughs> yet, so just the the <laughs> in a very <laughs> uh roulette sense of the term, the chance of getting a halfling just keeps going up up and up and up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna yeah. pull three in a row. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, someday. Um, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. Anyway, that just that whole box of random minis is all metal, and there's yeah. there's a few lame ones in there, I'm sure. Uh, but there's also yeah a lot of highly detailed, nice minis. So in terms of painting. I don't mind metal at all as long as it doesn't fall off of my painting handle.
0: All right. Yeah. No, I like to, uh, I like to pre pin mine down to, you know, plastic base. That way I have a nice something to hold on to. and I know it's not going to fall off, you know, mm-hmm. like it's pin, pinned down, feeling good about it. Um, I'm pretty happy with this model. Like I actually, it's, it's a stupid looking model. Like I don't know if you've seen this one. He's got skin on his metal face. Cool, but it looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like it's really bad. <laughs> like it sounds cool.
1: It's not. You got it for a couple. <laughs> so of that's bucks. my, my only
0: complaint. That's the thing. Like, I. That's I don't know. That's my point. I guess. Like, and I've I've made this point before of like these old metal models are fantastic. Some of them look better than the newer counterparts do today. And Mm -hmm. you can repurpose them and put them on the correct size base. Like I will go into the games workshop site, go, this model goes on a 32 mil round base these days. So regardless of the size of the model, throw it on the proper base size and you got something fancy. And nobody else is gonna have that when you go play a game. God, your cat is just going nuts.
1: Casey, you gotta fill this audio space because on my end there's a cat purring so loud into the microphone. You gotta save us, Casey.
0: <laughs> I was trying, and uh, then oh. and then you were laughing and and not responding. The, the cat so is I also
1: stopped. sitting right in front of my stupid picture on the wall of that cat. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> of the of himself.
1: <laughs> and you can All see right. the flaws so, in the painting, or or maybe the flaws of the cat. I don't know. It's the cat for sure. If you didn't know, we have a
0: uh, YouTube video going simultaneously to our podcast audio at youtube.com slash paint bravely, the podcast. It's you know. pretty much just us staring at the camera awkwardly when someone makes a dumb joke and
1: you know how, how you do. Right. We, we look off camera as if we're, we're talking to each other so that you don't have to be staring like, or, or having us stare at yeah, you if you choose to staring watch the video, at you. but right. When we're making a point, we uh, we know to look right at the lens to to really stare into your soul and yeah you know, yeah make that point or you get the side get side
0: glances uh like uh, like the office. I think that's mostly what what they're really there for. Yeah, is that the side glance of just that's like, where we picked I that say? up. Yep. Yeah.
1: Okay. Hundred percent. Okay. Um. So you were in the process of painting the the cheapest, not necessarily the worst mini ever, but the cheapest no, one just you could the find cheapest. on eBay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. I just thought that'd be a nice uh, change of pace, and uh, yeah, well, oh, oh, nice saving on my wallet there. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been going a little nuts buying stuff on eBay, and it's like I'll find something and be like, oh, it's like fifteen bucks, sweet. And it's like yeah, four of those in a row. is not so sweet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like uh, four models, fifteen bucks a pop, like that's that gets old. So yeah. I need to like figure out a better way to do it. It's kind of what am I thinking on that? Um but finding something weird and and, and eclectic like this, like this random slaves to darkness sorcerer yeah. from ninety seven, like yes please. So
1: I mean, it's a great way to get a palate cleanser, to get just a, a one-off mini that is definitely different from stuff you've done in the past. And, you know, if you are doing yeah. a Goober Town lead or any other, like, weird random mini challenge, yeah, just put in that 90, or, you know, put your maximum bid at $2 on, yeah, like... Yeah. 300 different listings and just roll the dice, you know, see what happens.
0: <laughs> just make sure that none of those have shipping. That's, you know, yeah. how they do. The shipping will be like $40 because so they don't want you just to bid dispute very the much. sale.
1: In, uh,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it, say that you're I get not really interested in Warhammer anymore and dispute the sale and uh, see how that right. goes. Right. Yeah. It's Start a new eBay account. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Too soon, too soon. Um, it's too soon.
0: The, the It's still boxed up. Like, it's literally five feet away from me.
1: Okay, we're gonna move it on. Um, look, we're, we've we got a main topic of the day, which may surprise you. We're not there yet, though. I've got one more thing to say first.
0: I mean, I, I technically have several more things. So I'm not gonna say them, though. You You go ahead.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go ahead here. So tell you tell you a little bit more about what i've been up to now this is a little little side quest but i've been watching videos about nerds or or should i say movies or attempts at movies about nerds so this is like uh you know a, a comedy or a drama about a group of people who play D. so for for the studio releases you've got your your role models with with Paul Rudd and whoever else uh th- think McLovin was in that one you've got uh, uh it's, it's Knights of Bad Astem with uh you, you you Peter Dinklage's and you so on and so forth <laughs> and and those are like studio releases that are sort of about larpers or they're they're about larpers but they take some liberties I think and mixed yeah. reviews I'd say uh, but there is a a whole subgenre that I'm just dipping my toe into now that is kind of lower budget movies about D&D groups and so uh, in the last week uh, actually within a period of like 24 hours, I watched, uh, three of these. So let me, let me get list out here. Okay. Um, zero charisma. It's, uh, about a guy, group of guys who plays D and D and it, the, the DM is like a, I mean, goober is not the right word it, is, is like, he is, uh, he is an aggressive and unhappy nerd is, is the DM of that group. And then,
0: what do you call this? Like edge,
1: edge lord nerds, or um, he's like a well, actually, like he's a he's a big imposing right. guy, but he's also like the the well actually nerd. Um, okay, and and that story is is about him and his group, and especially when a new player joins the group, who's actually like moderately cool and successful, and kind of <laughs> usurps the the DM and uh so that one had decent production values and some not like well-known actors but actual actors in it um then i watched of dice and men and then i watched the gamer dark Darkness rising and so all three of those were, were on amazon prime okay and Anyway, I I just went down this this rabbit hole of these uh, movies about essentially people like us, you know. People, you know, there were yeah. I'm pretty sure all three of those had miniatures, painted miniatures in the movies. Right, right. Um, Zero Charisma definitely had a scene where he's sitting there and and painting his dwarf or bard or, or whatever it was. Um right whenever whenever those scenes happen, I always try to identify the, the actual mini. I wasn't able to, but... <laughs> right. Um, like, I suppose it
0: depends on when the movie's made.
1: They do. The, so, I, one of those was 2008, and then two of them were around, like, 2014,
0: 2015. That's a lot newer than I was expecting you oh, to say. Oh, yeah.
1: um, I mean, we... We are certainly in a renaissance of of tabletop games and and role playing games, yeah. But just as as movies, they're actually there's potential. <laughs> so so okay, none of those that I mentioned, Zero Charisma of Dice and Men or The Gamer, colon Darkness Rising, none of those I would classify as good movies, but okay. they actually all of them had good or funny or interesting moments into them which was actually surprising because like a few of those i started watching and it was so cringy it's like oh no like just <laughs> give it another minute but like, then there was actually you, you something it? kind of engaging that that happened uh, but i think that the genre has potential and so part of what i'm asking today is if anybody yes. has seen movies in this genre that are legitimately good let us know or or just give us a more complete list because i'd love to yeah. like hunt all these down and uh <laughs> do a little compare and contrast <laughs> and let you know which of these are are most worth watching I,
0: I think specifically if you find ones that are on streaming services right now that we could go and watch yeah. then i think that would be that would be the thing um and i would i would i don't know i kind of hesitate but things like Super Eight or ET,
1: they're kind of adjacent. Like they play D and D in those movies. Yeah, I think there's there's different categories going on here. You know, let, let us know. Um, yeah. Kind of kind of also in this, uh, the Guild is you know that online YouTube series about uh, a guild of you know, Warhammer players essentially.
0: Essentially. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And there's actually a lot of similarities like... between that and, and some of these movies, but I think the, I think the genre has some real potential, you know, some of these reminded me just a little bit of like, uh, the first Clerks movie or something, like really mm. low budget, budget films about just a, like a group of friends in fairly mundane circumstances, having some, you know, little dramas in their life and their relationships, right. um, But the nice thing about this genre is that you can kind of spice that up by then uh, going into the story that they're having in their D&D game. And so you get a little little bit of production value with like a little bit of cosplay. And then some of them actually had uh, decent, uh, you know, the fantasy world uh, mirror images of the characters. Um, Yeah, but. But yeah, it's, you know, so you can have a little character story in the w- real world, and then, you know, the the story of the actual people in in the films is affected by how they play their characters and whether they're <laughs> uh, being nice to each other in game, or, or you know, there's there's that <laughs> interplay between the two. And so, right. I think the genre has a lot of potential, and I just binged several of these in one day and I am curious if anyone has seen more of these or has actual recommendations. So so please let us know.
0: Yeah, because I would I would definitely like to check some of these out. Yeah.
1: Um yeah. So of the ones I just mentioned, uh they're all worth watching in that there's there's interesting stuff to talk about and I don't know. Maybe if we get some recommendations, Casey, you and I will both watch the same one, and we'll have a little, little chat, I little like review. It. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think that's uh, definitely something we should
1: do. All right. That's that's what I had. What do you got, Casey? <laughs> uh, Casey's second quick tip of the day. Second quick. Don't do that. <laughs> this one's going to be a You're good one me. because I've been stalling for him for many Birds seconds a in a row time.
0: here. See, so you can't do that because I, mean, I don't have one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Casey doesn't have another tip of
1: the day. Well, you got a two in it's next like, week.
0: Oh, see, now I want to come up with one.
1: Just No, just he, to... Casey doesn't have one. All right. Should I should I introduce our, our main topic of the day today, Casey? Or? Uh yeah, let's do that. Okay. Let's let's do Brent's quick tip number
0: three. Hey, right
1: now. No. No, don't you turn that <laughs> around to me. Someday. <laughs> Alright, so our little uh, topic of the day today is what do you do when you lose a bit to a mini? Or uh, conversely, if you Win a ninety-nine cent eBay auction, and you know your package shows up, and you you know, tear it open, and your your lad is missing a left arm. What what do you do?
0: Well, the first thing I do is I write Steven, spelled with a P F. Steph on the base. That's what
1: Steven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So you're telling me you don't try to salvage the mini?
0: Uh no, of course I'm just joking. Um <laughs> yeah, like obviously. Um if I'm if I'm going to buy something on eBay, like I do try and have something in mind when I'm buying it. Like if I have extra arms somewhere, or extra legs somewhere, or something I'm going, "Okay, okay, this is a good option. You know, I can I can fix this." Then uh, that's usually kind of where I'm landing. Um but getting in a little deeper, I suppose, if you're missing something, there's a very good chance you could probably 3D print it if you have a 3D printer. Um, And that's that's kind of been my go-to for a while now. Like, if, if I'm missing an arm, like, I did a bunch of orcs, right? And I found an orc arm, and, like, I made it work. I, I took this, like, claw piece and kind of put the two STLs together to make this arm with a funky claw on it and, like, replace the dude's hand with it, and it's probably the coolest model in the whole army now because he's missing an arm, and now he has this giant sweet claw hand. Um, So that's kind of, like, my go-to is is using the 3D printer to make something. You know, make it a little more unique, kind of give it that conversion if you can. Um, But I know that there's that feeling, you know, sometimes you get that feeling in the back of your mind of, it's not right so what do you do if it's not right
1: <laughs> yeah well we'll get to that you also went straight nuclear option with uh you you pull out your resin printer and you you print a new arm um i don't know that's that's the day and age we're in isn't
0: it though like <laughs> uh, uh i mean come on like how how much does a 3d printer actually cost these days like 150 bucks
1: yeah, legitimately, but, uh, like a, these, like an
0: Elagou Mars, right? You,
1: you need a, you need a part of your home that you're willing to get covered in sticky true. nastiness. Uh, that's a, <laughs> there true. are other costs. There are, uh, yes, yeah, there are externalities you need to be here.
0: Gloves at all times. <laughs> Have gloves on hand. Like you there are things. Your
1: cats away. Like it's a it's a whole right. Thing. It's a whole thing. It is so, a whole thing. I uh, um, yeah. I, I am still in the camp that there is a barrier to entry on getting into 3D printing. Uh, even, oh, there there yeah, is. Yeah, of course yeah. there is. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you there are ways to just fabricate a new arm. So whether that's 3D printed or uh, green stuff, or mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're missing a leg, you uh, you whittle down a chopstick and you got a peg leg there. <laughs> Uh, all right pencil i don't know that's
0: a classic option yes
1: classic total classic
0: so that's the piece of sprue that you whittle down oh so yeah you whittle down plastic. a piece of sprue <laughs> it's 100 percent gw plastic
1: <laughs> so this is one part of the question that i want to get into is at what point do you feel like it is no longer the same model either in like percent of right. replacement or what you're replacing it with. Um mm-hmm. because you know, I know some official tournaments or whatever have a rule that your models yeah. need to be some percentage actual GW actually that model. Um
0: I've heard I've heard eighty percent of the original model, twenty percent whatever else you want it to be. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I've heard.
1: And it we don't need to get too deep into that. Like in unless you are right. purposely making a massively kit bashed slash just fabricated out of whole cloth army, like that's right, not right. gonna be an actual issue. Um No. I'm more interested in feelings uh like the the nagging feeling of (laughs) like like just in your mind if you are doing the calculation this is only 85 (laughs) percent official my model is less than 100 percent official is anybody gonna call me on the fact that uh billy is missing his left arm and uh you know what (laughs) his right leg below the knee like is anyone gonna call me out on that
0: you know that's funny. I've I've never actually thought about that before, uh, that specifically. Like it, if if a model you have, like I don't know, just pick a model, right? Let's go with a goblin. Like, oh, I have a, a you know Moon Clan goblin here, but one of his legs is chopped off, and his left arm is chopped off. Was well, it still a Moon Clan goblin? Like if it's in the army, yeah. Like if he's missing his spear, is it still a spear? Does he still have? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like how, how deep do you want to go?
1: Yeah, and and I think most times, like you know, people will not care or be fine with letting you proxy or be like, yeah, of course that's a Moon Clan goblin. Like what you, what are you talking about? What's the, what's your question? Like
0: fifty percent of one.
1: Yeah um but yeah i think there there is this interesting question of how much replacement is is okay at one at what point is is robocop no longer the man he started out as (laughs) according to robocop now than man
0: like he's fine (laughs) and he's way more machine than man
1: (laughs) um but yeah, so so the reason I'm, I'm actually uh, asking this question is somehow through my various used purchases over the years, I have ended up with uh, way more Chaos Warriors torsos and cloaks than I have legs. And I have enough parts right. to make Chaos Warriors, except I'm missing the legs. And this is true for like 17 models. And right. so... It would be fairly straightforward to me to for me to print out like some chaos uh, space marine legs or something and
0: yeah, glue you, those you right get on real close too. Yep, you know what I mean. They would look pretty good.
1: And I don't know why, but that idea bothers me to no end. Like because <laughs> I. <laughs> something is broken in my brain where I'm going to look at those models and know that the lower halves are are fraudulent, (laughs) fraudulent. (laughs) I, I
0: completely understand like that feeling. I think like on one hand, it's nice to be like completionist, right. And have everything is from the same kid. It is the way it's supposed to be, whatever, whatever. I think that games workshop has over the last 35 40 years scared us into not you know deviating from games workshop like it's it's been a it's been a battle for so long you know that it's ingrained in us at this point that if it's not a GW model it, there's just something wrong with it
1: right yeah that's that's kind of how you know it's a, a luxury brand, brand like a luxury yeah. brand like uh oh that's a fake rolex like that's a yes. that's a fake louis vuitton <laughs> bag like it, <laughs> i keep right. my phone in there like what do you, what do you want like <laughs> <laughs> who cares right uh, uh yeah that that bag gucci is misspelled because it's not gucci like it's uh, a <laughs> <laughs> i don't know (laughs) that's it it. (laughs) yeah it's it's a weird thing that happens to our brains where we're like this this polystyrene from gw has more value than almost anything else you could use to fill in that leg space with um yeah and so so i was actually thinking of doing a video on this topic of you know what happens when you're missing a piece or whatever and it was going to be about yeah. solving the problem of these 17 chaos warriors that i was missing legs for and i was thinking okay i can um one i can try just doing a like a recast like make a silicone mold of the leg pieces mm-hmm. and i think that would be pretty straightforward to do I've assume some videos online of how to do that yeah and yeah. that would be one just a fun bit of experience to get um and two i think it would work very very well yeah and those legs would i i believe in myself i believe that i could do some silicone recasting to get some epoxy legs out that would look pretty sweet
0: i mean even even the uh what is it the the blue stuff yeah right? it's that gel that, that you heat it up and then you, it uh you can press mm. mold into and then you use green stuff in that to make a two part mold
1: sure yeah, 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 like,
0: that stuff's, uh...
1: There's, there's a couple of ways to make a two-part mold that would be perfectly fine, especially those Chaos Warriors, you know, they're holding their shields that are covering at least yeah. one of their legs anyway. Like, it would... It, from behind, yeah. the cape is covering everything. You would... not You would not be able to tell, but the whole point here is that I would know. And... Yeah. And for some unknown reason, that would bug me to no end and and i gave this idea a serious thought like i was thinking okay that you know i can (laughs) i can recast some leg bits i actually have four uh different styles of chaos warrior legs set aside so that i could uh make molds and Mm -hmm. and cast them and the more i thought about it the more I was like i will think of those (laughs) i will think of that whole model as a knockoff if i do this (laughs) that's
0: that's so interesting
1: i mean uh, like i did that video
0: several videos mm-hmm. about converting my orc army i mean i'd say 25 percent of the army is is straight up resin sure and like i have none of those feelings like really? i'm just like yes that's this is so good because it individualizes awesome. those models right and even more so it's something that i made even you know i didn't scope those files but it feels more like i actually put more effort into preserving these models and that that's i think i even talked about it in that video it's like regardless of of you recasting something or using something that isn't necessarily games workshop the fact that that your end goal is to save those models you want those models yeah. to be useful to be used, and they will be used in your army, they will be painted, is above and beyond the fact that you've now introduced non-GW plastics, because you're doing more of a service to Games Workshop by having those models be completed than if you were to wait and find actual legs.
1: Yeah, and and that is the other half of it, is that there's a a real (laughs) nagging feeling of having the top half of the model in my collection as well the that mismatch everything about it is itching at my brain um you know having (laughs) having the torso and the cape around but no legs and then the idea of how to get those legs so um yeah and i've I've even thought you know i could this could be the time where i learn how to do a little bit of uh 3d sculpting so that i can print really good replacements for the legs um So, recasting some bits or you know two part molds is a is an option for if you're missing a bit and you have something reasonable that you could use as a as an imprint as a as a yeah you want to call it yeah pattern Um, mold yeah negative original well yeah you you see what I'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you you got that Timmy's extra arm. (laughs) Yeah. mold billy's arm and give it to timmy and there you go yeah. yeah that'll be fine um and then i thought you know i could i could use green stuff for the legs i, mean, I wouldn't want to do that for more than I'd do that for like one model before i drive myself insane but i mean yeah, yeah
0: that would probably just make you want to go crazy
1: yeah not, to try
0: and to try and sculpt that much green stuff
1: not doing that 17 times that, in a row but yeah
0: exactly well that's so much and maybe you're going to get to this but the, the uh I'll I'll put a pin in that, i guess of where where does green stuff fall in this? so as far as like converting adding you know putting cloaks and capes you know eye patches whatever it is like uh you know where does that fall and this isn't actually the right thing
1: yeah um I mean, my answer is just for me, but I think adding to the model is cool. I think major replacements is, I think it would bug me. You know, I think, I think if I sat there and sculpted 17 pairs of legs, I'd still feel weird about that. And and unless maybe I was doing like something like really clever with them, I don't know, or, or or giving them a, a special pose, giving them a, I don't know. Do it like a Captain Morgan or something. I don't
0: know. You could. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's so so interesting. I don't know. It's like uh, because the amount of effort that you would have to go through to do something like that, even again, even just casting new ones out of originals that you had, is so much more effort than like sitting around and not doing anything you know, waiting for those bits to finally show up at your doorstep. Like, it does such a greater service to those models. I don't know. I don't know if this, like, funny disconnect is.
1: I don't know. They've they've gotten my head. But, yeah. Okay, so there's 3D printing, casting, there's green <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. Now, there's also just, you know, I guess kitbash is the word. But yeah. I've got plenty of janky old Dark Eldar legs uh, sitting around. Uh, okay. I think that would actually be There's pretty funny. Some, is... some Chaos Warriors that skipped a leg day and just...
0: 17 of them. And then they're like, oh, what do we do? Just throw on some spikes. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh... No, see, that would that would actually make me feel weird is having yeah. it so mismatched that it makes no sense at all. Whereas, like, you know, you were talking about the, the, you know, the, the Blood Warriors or whatever that kind of look like, you know, you're your Slaves to Darkness. So, like, there's a little bit of mismatch there. Um, but you were fine with that, even though they're not Slaves to Darkness models. They're corn models.
1: There's enough. So that, yeah there it, there is a fine line there for for proxies and stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah when when is a kitbash a weird when is a kitbash a abomination? Yeah, I guess is part of the question.
0: <laughs> I mean that, I think that's where that eighty percent kind of falls anyways. Um, because if it's not immediately recognizable as something specific, then now it's just some thing that you're calling it whatever you want to call it, you know? Um, I don't know. Like, I I did that Rodigus, right? I had the extra pieces in the box. I made a cool-looking, great-unclean one. Like, I did a bunch of green stuff work and and 3D printing. It looks badass. It does. But you would not want that model, (laughs)
1: I think it looks awesome. If it was a painting project, I would be sure. okay with it. If it was meant to maybe, you know, play a a couple of games with my local friends and then maybe, sure. maybe enter one local tournament with 10 other people that do not care, uh, I would feel weird about it. I, I don't know. You would feel I, weird I, about yeah, it? Yeah, I would. Um, interesting. It's very interesting. And i would like to get over that but the the partial solution that i came up with was i found a bits slot that had more legs than capes and i bought it <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i think I, oh uh, that's still in the mail but i think i closed my gap by like five mismatched bits so I, I found a i, yeah, I found a, a bit slot for I don't know, 15 dollars or something that had a a bunch of torsos, a bunch of legs, and there's some other stuff in there. But it was sitting there, like magnifying the pictures and counting the bits. I'm like, okay, yeah. there are, uh, I don't know, like 13 legs, seven torsos. Nice. Like, just got to do <laughs> this a couple coming more out times. On the other end.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, but then you then got mismatched torsos or legs again, or whatever it is. Like you're gonna have to replace those. It's it's an it's gonna be a
1: never-ending cycle. So you're never going to get that to even that out. That is that is where part of this conversation goes. So the, the answer to one question could be you entirely give up on the model. You say, This is causing me uh just disproportionate amounts of stress for what this is, and I could certainly put those 17 capes on eBay and get rid of my entire problem and and make like Uh $3.50 while I was at it, but...
0: And then then European Brent is like, oh, I've been waiting for these.
1: That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, the fact that I have a mismatched number of capes means that those legs are out there somewhere in the world, and it is up to me to reunite them by whatever means (laughs) necessary. That's a good thought, though. And if I, That's if I, true. Casey, if I forge new legs and I don't mean forge, like, like Titan forge, like, yeah, uh, like, yeah, I don't mean forge in a do. good forge. I mean, bad forge. If I forge new legs for them, right, then now they're somewhere out in there in the world are, are legs that don't have a home. So I sad, feel that it is my so duty to, to, to make those numbers match. <laughs> Don't you laugh at me, Casey. <laughs> Look, European Brent is having a very similar but mirror image problem over in Brussels. And yeah, we just need to I'm, find them there. Other. I mean, sure. Your perfect someone is out there waiting, Casey. You just gotta find them and keep <laughs> checking eBay every day. Like that's
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, if you wanna if you wanna go that route, like theoretically. Theoretically, those legs are there. Oh, they're out there. I believe. More than likely, somebody took a box of like Chaos Marauders and they're like, "I want to beef these guys up, so I'm gonna swap the torsos."
1: Nah, my 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 my, my yin and yang are out there. The the <laughs> you live in a farce. Is that true? Look, Casey. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am already five seventeenths of the way there. <laughs> I know, I know. Although it's, I think it's I got yours. like some extra, like weird, weird weapon arms and like some bits from this other really? set I didn't recognize. So <laughs> now,
0: now you have to be on the hunt for those, and you have to fix all the models. Uh, well, I mean, like, hey, I've, I'm, into, I'm in, into I'm in saving
1: models. You, you are. But you sometimes
0: are. you got to do what you got to do. Look,
1: so <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get five salvaged full one hundred percent genuine uh genuine, minis out yeah. of this and five seventeenths yeah. of my problem are just melting away and it's gonna feel great. Um mm-hmm. then we're still gonna have twelve extra capes and probably some extra yeah. arms and stuff. But, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well okay. So if you if you do have extra like torsos and, and all that stuff. Um what is it that the newer Blood Warriors or whatever the <laughs> not the Blood Warriors that you bought, but the 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 cheapy ones like the infantry guys, like those are like the lower halves are essentially the same. They have the boots and all the stuff. It's it's the it same thing. A, a kit bash, Those are a very inexpensive. Of
1: genuine parts as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So if this were if this were a weapon arm, I would I would not be having these feelings the the problem is that uh you know right
0: it's half the model I, yeah right. you well,
1: know, it's it's half the model but also gw it's normally the the torsos and the legs that are rationed, and then you've got uh-huh. extra head bits and extra you know weapon options and stuff like that true enough so yeah. so in that situation if i'm just cutting uh <laughs> blood something in half uh yeah yeah yeah
0: I think those are all one piece models anyways. Right. but
1: so still, so let's talk about missing an arm. Mm. What, what are the options for missing an arm? Cause, cause you have a point that, that is a lower percentage of the model.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. Um, and, and generally if you're doing some kind of a swap, you're, you're, you know, what are you cutting it off at the, the wrist or the elbow or, uh, you know, at if if it's the hand, you're cutting it off like you know, on either side of the hand to add some new weapon, some handle that they're holding, right? Um, I mean, you go nuts with that. Oh yeah, print whatever you want, get some other part from some other, some other game. Like mm-hmm. this gonna look unique. You're trying to make your model look unique. As long as the weapon reads as whatever it's supposed to be, you know, according to the book. Then I don't I don't have any problems like swapping weapons whatsoever. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, for me, I would still try to keep it GW, but I'd be willing to you know go to any different line or you know different GW game. I would feel sure. a little bit weird if I started putting like a Mantic Axe onto something or Warlords mm-hmm. or whatever.
0: That's that's interesting. Well, you're. Your love of the GW runs deep.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that hurts because I, you know, for for like paint brands and stuff, I I have no brand right. loyalty to, Zero to GW on that loyalty. stuff. But for the yeah. the actual model, that's weird. It is weird.
0: That is true. I wonder what. I mean, there's got to be some particular. Well,
1: something's broken in my brain. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, again. It's not that I completely disagree with you. Like I I do feel slightly off if it's something completely different. But there are just certain things that make sense to me. Like if you don't have a choice or if it's something that's just going to bring more justice to that model quicker or whatever the the case is. Like there there's some way to justify almost anything, right? Um like I don't know that I would want to buy a recast model and play it and call it GW. I'm not I'm not ever gonna go that far. But I'll 3D print a body for something and put a bunch of GW parts on it and be like, okay, this is like 90% that model. Save these parts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, makes sense. Cause you're you're filling something in. It's like if you had sculpted. You know, um, somebody else sculpted it for you. Sure. Like, I modified the sculpt. No one else has that sculpt now. Mm. But it is singularly unique to me. Seems like you put in a lot of effort to make a model come to life. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally see that. I uh, I would endeavor to be more like you one day. or Or maybe. <laughs> Look. This is uh. this is a long way in the future, but if I finish this army and move on to to making a second army, maybe maybe that's when I'm able to to loosen up a little bit. and, Like, look, sure, if sure, sure, um, in the extreme hypothetical of it mattering that this be 100% GW, I've got my slaves <laughs> to darkness. We're good. We've got my chaos warriors. Right, you're. It's like you already have but it, so we, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that if we're it, doing something crazy, I got my lads. You know, <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, okay, maybe come with me on a journey then, and I, and I'll give you a couple options. After your slaves to darkness, let's do let's do some either some orcs, or stretch a little bit and go with some Nurgle, okay? Because there's so much within either of those that you can do of course almost anything of course so yes yeah we, sh- we should go on that journey
1: okay so i did want to like real quick talk about the the other half of this which is where you say that whatever portions of this mini i have are not worth saving so i want to go through <laughs> options of for disposal so turn turn it into a terrain piece
0: that's that's usually the option that I, I get told the most. Uh that Wraith Knight that I bought. Yep. A lot of people are just like, uh just, I would just terrain piece. That's what it is now. It's like I, I'm not gonna spend fifty dollars on a terrain piece. Like, There's gonna be a model. And it was.
1: Hey, you got it.
0: Even even, you know, busted up rhinos and stuff that you see all the time. Like, or that orc buggy that I had um, that was just literally like the body of the thing. It didn't have wheels. It didn't have any of this other stuff. It's like, well, guess what? It's an orc buggy now, and there's no question about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, yeah, there's a lot of resin on there, but you know what? It looks rad, and it's definitely a GW orc buggy. So I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily believe that there is that option. That, that you can just say, this is a terrain piece. Now it is going in this box.
1: Oh, that's a, that's a harder call for you, huh? To, to just yeah. write off a mini. So yeah, you know, a few weeks ago now, uh, we've talked about this last time, but old geek gaming, Luke melted down some minis and he, uh, so, kind of my last on my list of possibilities are melt it down. <laughs> if I don't uh, like it, melt it, it, it I'm down. Melt use it. the absolute raw materials as sprue goo, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's that too. There's that whole thing. Just get
0: a big jar of whatever acetone or I don't even know what it is. Just melt uh-huh. all of your sprues to make a ball of gray goo.
1: Uh, and, and throw 17 chaos warrior cloaks in there while you're at it because, <laughs> because they'd never it. find their perfect mate and it's it's too late for oh. them anyway Yeah, there, they had their no chance case. and if it was going to happen it would have happened by now don't you
0: dare melt down <laughs> perfectly good <laughs> like I mean I love Luke but dude Dude, you melted down models. I can't believe it. Like, I cannot believe it. (laughs) Like, it kills me to my core. (laughs) I mean, it's... Obviously, everybody has their own collection. They can do whatever they want with it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to use those models and no one will buy them, then what are you supposed to do, right? Like, you're not going to throw them in the trash. Right. Um... And as far as what he did, I th- I thought that that was a really cool video. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, Those casting kit- liquid it- metal the- is very cool.
0: Yeah, like he essentially for anybody who doesn't know who we're talking about, what we're talking about, it's a YouTube channel and a video where uh, uh, old GW models were melted down pewter models, and uh, it was a, it was an old casting kit from like. What was it? Prince like, Arthur? Like, 80s? Or... Yeah, Prince. I think that's what it was. Prince Albert? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was camp. Prince
1: Somebody. It doesn't, it doesn't it, matter. It was, it was
0: definitely like, Prince Somebody or yeah. another. Something in the UK. <laughs> it's a Prince guy. We don't know these things here in America. But it was the brand of, of a thing where you took the metal, you poured it in, and you got minis out of that so that's what he did with that it was super awesome
1: um just his source of pewter like, was uh whole pewter minis
0: like perfectly
1: <laughs> yeah we're we're talking about like somebody else has done conversions on this and there are just like chop marks everywhere and and it is truly not worth trying to save yeah go ahead and yeah. melt it down sure that's fine um. Yeah. The, I have
0: plenty of models. That's, that are that's the that end sort of the road. Of you're
1: you're not just gonna throw it in the trash. Keep that for your for your melting box for the the day <laughs> you decide to light up a Bunsen burner and right get your get your forge going. <laughs> oh man.
0: Yeah that that would be interesting. Like, sure. Let's uh melt down some GW plastic and recast some minis. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um as a as a much more serious option though uh, i mentioned earlier in this episode that i have test models of just models i really don't care about um so i've got some like old space marines that are janky in their own way i've got some old dark eldar that are janky and i keep them on hand just to constantly be painting over and over and over to Test various color recipes and a lot of that is color recipes with my airbrush, essentially. Um and uh yeah, that's that is an option. Keep yeah. keep test models around or you know, prime them white and see what them old contrast paints do, or
0: yeah, it's yeah. definitely a good,
1: yeah, good we, use of that. What are these color shift paints all about? Or you know. Right. any of that kind of stuff
0: yeah at least at least if you're gonna test test on an actual model to see what stuff's gonna look like not like a plastic spoon or something I always thought that was weird
1: it's like it's a spoon yeah the the idea of of testing on a spoon doesn't bother me I've, I've never tried it before like i i I can understand the like, idea it seems model. reasonable <laughs> I guess uh, and... if you have a model on hand. Like, um, I, know, I know some folks aren't into uh painting army men but i think that's i think that's reasonable i've i bought a, i mean that's i bought a cheap bag like, of army men with the idea of sure. maybe painting them someday they still haven't said still haven't done anything with them but it wasn't it wasn't a bad use in 99 cents i'm not i'm not upset
0: <laughs> i mean as far as like testing paint colors go i could see using army men yeah But I'm just saying something with like a form and a figure that that is similar to the end result, whereas a spoon is a spoon. It doesn't give you the same kind of representation as an actual model, necessarily.
1: So um, a video that I'll be working on soon involves a giant rat person that I 3D printed, and Sweet. I got. Oh,
0: I've seen this. Okay.
1: Yeah, I've got two misprints. Uh, before I got the third oh. one printed out, pretty well. I've. Uh, it's cold in the basement, and that's part of it. And I didn't probably didn't have enough exposure time, even though I used the exposure time that the company told me to, that Frozen told me to. And uh, anyway, I got I got two misprints on this pretty big ogre guy, but I still have. More than half of the mini in both cases, like sixty percent, and call it eighty-five percent, with some, some weird abnorm- or abnormalities, yeah. and it's enough that I'm keeping them around because okay, I can at least test some color schemes, and see you know which kind of kind of feel out the the shape of the mini and and where there need yeah. to be different color regions and see how much I can do with the airbrush. So, um, I think just for real quick running through some ideas with, like, 15 minutes with the airbrush, I can decide how I'm going to paint the one that actually printed well and I want to paint to, to a decent standard, so. um, uh, Out
0: of curiosity, which half is missing? Or what side?
1: The the top half for one of them is just, like, for one of them is just, a, a like, a straight line of, like, a flat, flush, <laughs> solid resin. Cut. Um, oh wow! And it, like, it's like it, had a diagonal it, uh, because of the way it was supported, but it's uh, uh, losing okay. the diagonal top half of him. I mean, he's a he's a weird That's shaped guy point. anyway. So
0: yeah, no, I was I was hoping I was hoping you were gonna be like, oh yeah, cut him off with the knees. Yeah, the... And I was gonna say don't don't print anymore. Just put him in a pool of water.
1: <laughs> Let him yes. go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like oh, legitimately no, gotcha. make a, like a swampy base, right? Yeah, my my rat yeah. will be upside down, uh bobbing for apples, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, just, that's with his, his whole top half. An issue. Yeah, um, that doesn't work so good. And then, and then the one that a that little bit more printed off on he's missing like an arm and his tail and he's got some some weird marks on him, and it's just not not a good print. But that one right. I'm gonna use absolutely as a test model. And so you know, like we were talking about that one, a little bit of green stuff. Could get a perfectly fine rat out eventually. Yeah. But to me, it's not really worth it, but still, you know, I mean, two it, bucks it, it, of resin hanging yeah. out in that rat and right w- represented about, like, eight hours of print time anyway, so I yeah, should probably... I, f- I feel like I, I want to get a little bit of use out of it, and using them as a target for my airbrush while I decide what color my actual rat skin and clothes are going to be? Yeah. yeah, let's do it. There you go.
0: There you go. I like that.
1: Um. And now for, for 3D printing resin, you can't melt that down the way you can either pewter or, or polystyrene. You can dissolve in, in a couple of different solvents. But... Yeah,
0: it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> like, if only, for real, if only you could just... Oh yeah, yeah throw and, back and in the course, vat, like... they, they dissolve, no big deal.
1: Yeah. FDM oh. printers, are, you know, the thermoplastics, I think some people do melt down their misprints and like re-spool. I, oh. I think it's a very specialty, like look what I was able I to would do. I think so. Like, yeah. yeah, isn't this cool kind of thing? But...
0: It's like the integrity of the plastic going through again, it probably sounds like it wouldn't be that good.
1: Yeah. I think the difficulty is more like at home getting a a perfect coil the way it's supposed to be, I think that, is more of the problem.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Uh, very industrial. I don't know, I, I only watched thinking, like, like half of that video that a year
1: ago or so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now you have a reason to finish it, though. That's right. you have that. That's oh, right. That's <laughs> um, speaking of last week, too, what's, what's the update on uh, buying those slaves to darkness models.
1: Uh I waited a couple of days and then somebody else bought them. So so it was an okay uh, enough deal that somebody bought them. Yeah.
0: But then you then you found the sweet legs.
1: But then I found the legs, that's right. And I also right. you know what? I I got a decent deal on a set of 10 start collecting of the, you know, new 2019 sculpt of chaos warriors. So those have been selling oh, yeah. for like okay. 45 bucks for a set of 10 and I got them for 31 because I, you know, just just played the where, eBay where game. Where are you looking, man? Yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling good about that. Yeah. Those showed up in the mail and I'll I'll do some light conversions to change the profiles of those a little bit and mix them in with the rest of the bros. And... Yeah. So, you know, last year... I was actually doing pretty good last year with not buying too much. And the start of this year, I've been doing a fair bit of internet shopping with, with eBay and and models. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, I think that's cooling down now though. I I hope so. Uh, I think so. I think so.
0: (laughs) I feel like I'm just getting started.
1: Yeah. Oh (laughs) yeah. Um, viewers, if you could leave some comments below encouraging Casey to, uh, just put in some bids and see what happens you know leave it up to fate like
0: i do i do enjoy leaving it up to fate <laughs> i've definitely gotten some things some models that way of just like you won and i'm going oh i won <laughs> that, that's that's a this, nice thing to have this auction
1: ends in 4 days fire and forget you know just just plug that yes, in yes exactly
0: <laughs> put the number the the only danger with that is like i'm i'm on ebay a lot and if I forget that there's like a, you know, I got an extra like 20 bucks out there. Yeah.
1: Three it's, or four times again, that just that uh, it adds up to raising your own bid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, there is that too. <laughs> it's like at a certain point, I just want the thing now. Like I'm invested. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is a bad thing. Uh, I did miss out the other day. I saw a, a trio of fell water trogoths Ooh. which are hard to come by. On their own, they were plastic, they were put together, and they were primed white. They looked all right. they were on round bases, Rick, ready to go for like thirty five bucks, and the boxes of those are like sixty, I think mm-hmm. if you can find them and I waited ten minutes, and that was ten minutes too long. Oh,
1: was it was a buy it now, uh yeah, it was a buy it now, a true warrior would have jumped yeah. on that deal. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah it was it was one of those things where because like i said i've been buying a lot of stuff on ebay and it was like okay well i i gotta like wait for this to to go right. and then this has to happen like okay i'll, I'll go back to those those truck. Troga- no they're gone
1: <laughs> so it's just like oh crap well that's so, in its own way that is letting fate decide you know a little
0: bit when you have to buy it now yeah.
1: Well, let me go make a cup of coffee and and give this some real serious, little... considered sober thought, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess it's, I won't be fun thinking fun. about that anymore, except you are still <laughs> thinking about that.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, I, I've I've looked for other ones now, and I have not found them,
1: so yeah. I just, I don't know. Those trogs are now, uh, they're part of your life in a bad way instead of part of your life in a good way, and that's on you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I know. I, I mean, the stupid thing is like, so I'm looking for Trogoths, right? I don't want the metal ones. I want the plastic ones. But I want the fellwater Trogoths, at least three of them. And I want the Hag. And then there's a, a Trogoth King that is, I think, only fine cast. But it looks so sweet. And that one I have not found for like less than $150 and i want it <laughs> like i want it but not for 150 bucks
1: so oh fellwater Trogoth. yeah how old is this mini the the fellwaters yeah
0: they're not i don't think they're that old
1: okay but they're they're not the ones that came out with the gits are they
0: no no those are the the,
1: Dankle- those are the dankhold
0: dankhold
1: <laughs> <laughs> Someday
0: we're gonna do an episode on naming conventions by Games Workshop. <laughs> Man, your cats are nuts these days.
1: I've been trying to like not talk while they're doing it has a full bowl of food and it's scratching at the bag of food. These nice. cats, they're not very smart either, I mean.
0: <laughs> I mean, they are cats, what are you gonna yeah. do? Uh, it'll be interesting to see where, I don't know, maybe maybe in a few years where you fall down on this whole, uh, what do you do when you lose a bit? Because for me, it's kind of whatever I have to. Like, legitimately, whatever I have to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is... I'm glad we had this discussion, though, because sometimes we agree too much, Casey. And this time we... I, yeah, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, you know, we have a different opinion and because there's there's something wrong with me and whereas you are
0: <laughs> i it could be just me i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and like everybody in the comments is like he's he's nuts you're don't listen to him yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a monster if i ever saw he did those orcs be sure
1: to like i don't know question do test all that? models like, tap the mini to see if it has weird residents or something like this, it's funny,
0: Like I, I yeah. still stick to that 80% though, generally. Like, if I'm gonna do any kind of converting, like, I'm not gonna convert it so hard that it's not that many anymore. It's usually a head swap sure, or sure, sure. a hand or an arm or whatever. Like, the most I've ever done were, was that uh, the Blight King into a Plague Marine. Mm. And it's basically just a Blight King body with Marine arms and legs and head and backpack and
1: and and you for know. me i feel fine with that that's all gw bits like you're oh yeah that's all yeah. and i think they would be that's fine all the too, good especially polystyrene the that's you, yeah, right yeah. <laughs> it's legit yeah.
0: stuff yeah
1: okay on on some other episode we'll have a discussion about uh how you feel about just melting down all your old sprues and turning them into a an orc battle wagon we'll <laughs> we'll hash that out later
0: oh my god just a big goo just a goo pile of yeah. grape
1: oh my check God. out miniature hobbyist the miniature hobbyist, yeah,
0: his yeah. claim to fame is melting down an asinine amount of <laughs> gray g w plastic to make i guess a mayonnaise jar of goo <laughs> uh, what did he build i mean it's it's insane like you you do have to watch it it's
1: it is insane. Oh yeah, no. It's uh, yeah. It's good to know that it's sort of possible, right? Right. I and mean, yeah. The results aren't um great, but it, it's definitely a orc battle wagon. It's just insane. Yeah, That's what it is. Um, I mean, it's crazy. Look, I'll come clean and say that I have a couple of moving boxes full of old sprues, because someday I will find a use for those that I think is the coolest thing and then i will you know metaphorically uh... make my own orc battle wagon
0: (laughs) yeah you seriously you keep all your sprues too uh
1: for a while i didn't but then yeah something switched in my brain and like someday i'm gonna do something stupid with these and started saving them yeah
0: i mean when i saw the sprue glue thing you know you, you you throw the the bits into the the glue and it it you know makes it a little thicker yeah you use it for gap filling like i thought okay i'll keep a few and and do that
1: it's not but like you don't I've need that never, many that's like one sprue never yeah
0: yeah exactly i've never kept sprues like just toss it mm-hmm. like double check for parts toss it i i can't it's just too much like even now i'm overloaded on sprues and i bought an entire organization system on the internet so that I could clip those sprues, and get rid of them.
1: Okay, we never uh, figured out if you were gonna put labels on your tiny drawers or not.
0: It depends on how specific <laughs>
1: these thirty those tiny drawers are for tiny sprues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I have sprues on hand right next to me, you know, and and they fit nicely in the drawer, right? And that's cool. They're flat. Got a bunch of nice stuff on these, you never know. But, like, I I can't fill all of these drawers with sprues. And, realistically, I could fill all these drawers with sprues. And that would be ridiculous.
1: It's no way to so, live.
0: No, no it's not.
1: Unless you start <sighs> building battle wagons.
0: I mean, I actually have enough stuff that looks like an orc battle wagon. That I could probably build an orc battle wagon. Ooh. Yeah, somebody sent me. Uh, somebody sent me a box of GW plastic, and it was a very substantial box. Nice. And I'm gonna eventually make a video on it because it was it was too substantial not to mention on its own. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and there's some super cool stuff like it like all of the i think it's all the kill team terrain sweet um yeah a bunch of other stuff big panels though like big old panels of stuff so yeah i could probably make a a battle wagon yeah
1: yeah that's a lot to think about man yeah all right so uh If you don't know what to do with your mini, melt it down and make a battle wagon. (laughs) Know where we're landed on this?
0: I think so. And on that note, thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time.
1: Well said, Casey. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. See you next time.